Thursday, you know what time it is. Time for the hottest wrestling podcast on the planet. Beyond the Barricade with your hosts, Dollar Bill, The Cleaner, and The Brain. Let's get started. All right. So next week, we're going to have a very interesting show where we face, we have a whole little bit of an anniversary to end off our first season. But before that, we actually should get into something that's very, we always ask everybody. How the hell did we get into this wrestling in the first place? Mm-hmm. What's our origin? <laughs> what's our origin story? I'll, so. I'll be honest with you. My first true origin story was WrestleMania three. Okay. My my grandfather paid for the pay per view. I went to his house and I watched WrestleMania three, and I was absolutely blown away by the athleticism. Mm-hmm. And of course, my favorite match of the whole show was the number nine match on the card, Savage versus Steamboat for the Intercontinental title. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. show, as said by Vince McMahon himself, stole the show. Yes, Andre and Hogan was the main event, but Savage and Steamboat stole the damn show. Well, proved sometimes the main event is not what steals the show. Exactly. Oh. Yes. If anything, I think the main event was kind of lackluster. There's plenty of times on uh, record you can say the same thing. But yeah, WrestleMania 3, yeah, everybody remembers. I mean, even though Hogan and Andre was a very big match, was it the best match? No. Main, that was mainly because that Andre was towards the end of his career. Yeah. He had a lot of health problems. He had a lot of difficulty moving around so Hogan did a good portion of the carrying on that match you notice that Andre was near the ropes a lot of times for support very rare did you see him in the middle of the ring yeah and I think he's one of the I think they said they was one of the few guys maybe the only guy to actually have the cart take him back after losing that's not true no not true okay who else had that cart Savage versus Savage did I Savage know the, went back in the cart. Losers? Yeah. Okay. Savage went back and he was bent over that. the center rail in the cart. Because mm-hmm. they had the cart d- designed like a ring. Yeah. They also had a, a bar in the middle. And he was bent over and Elizabeth was consoling him. Mm. That's a that, that's a one-time thing in wrestling that's never happened again, those carts. Yeah, I know. That is true. We have never seen those cards afterwards. Like even any other show, never has anyone seen it except for that WrestleMania. Even like uh, even the outdoors, the whole other WrestleMania ones, like the I've got the one that had that Roman theme. Like that was WrestleMania kind of Nine. Thank yeah. you. At Caesar's Palace. Yeah, but I mean, no. even you could even talk about like the stadium shows today with um, SummerSlam and Royal Rumble, where they have just that that little tunnel set up. Mm-hmm. What a long, 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 long. How about long, the two long, times long, they long. were in Miami? God. Um, yeah, yeah, you could say that. Those, or those ramps were long. Uh, when they were in uh, Orlando last time. Yes, Orlando thirty-three, because uh, that was the one time they actually they didn't. So they usually have like the ramp, like start like past the seating. But this time they actually used part of the stadium as seating, so they made the ramp even longer. Mm-hmm. 
And I remember just like watching guys come down and it would take forever. Yeah. yeah imagine they're running on those. <laughs> like, yeah. Like... They actually did. Uh, <laughs> they had an elevator in the middle of the ramp. Yeah. For Taker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for Taker. Oh, God. And the funny thing was, mine actually goes a little bit earlier than that. But for me, I didn't have pay-per-view when I was a kid. Like, we didn't do that. Um, so I got the results usually from other kids because my older brother got in, was into it more than I was. And mm-hmm. I didn't really get into it until WrestleMania 2 was where I got into it. Mm. And the strange thing was, was that it was partially because watching WWF, my brother, and also, now this is going to show how bloody old I am. UHF. See, John knows. John knows UHF. That does sound familiar. Okay, so remember when the TVs had the click dials? Yes. The 13 channels? Yeah. And then on the other, you had the bomb set. Like 40 something channels on it? 14 to 83. Yes. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) Now, see, that's how old I am because these young kids, they'd be like, what's UHF? Yeah, and, I, and I've said it too. They're like, "What is that?" I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, even though I'm like, even though I'm, I'm pretty much like very younger than you guys. I'm at that like that generation where it's the in between. So yeah, yeah, yeah you're right at the end of out. the UHF era. Yeah, and the beginning of the big time cable industry. Yeah, you know yeah. That? Like on UHF, I saw world class championship wrestling, so I mm. got to see Von Erichs and Freebirds. I also saw NWA, so I got to see like staying at Garvin and okay. of course, you know, the teamboat. And and this is what made me laugh the hardest. I actually saw U UWF. Yes, the original UWF. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I saw Hacksaw. Okay, try oh. this one on for size. Mm. AWA. Yep. Yes. Channel on WPI's channel eleven on Saturdays, yeah. Saturday after Saturday afternoons, about one o'clock in the afternoon, AWA mm-hmm. was on. That's one of the places I first saw uh, Nick Bockwinkle mm-hmm. and uh, yep, 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 Ganya, Martell. Yes, Martell, definitely. I think uh, Macho was... started there. I think at one point, but I don't remember seeing him in AWA. But I do. Yeah, I, I think you're right, but I didn't see him. He was I... though. He was in AWA. Not for long. No. But he he got his start in IWC. Um, International Wrestling Council. Yeah. uh, ICW, International Championship Wrestling. Isn't that... um, That was owned and operated. I think that was down in uh, Tennessee somewhere. But that was owned and operated... By one Angelo Poffo. Mm. Oh, the father, yeah. His father, yes. And he was a tag team with his brother Lanny. Mm. I just did a quick uh quick wiki wiki thing. Cause I could do five hundred searches, but let's just do with a wiki. International World Class Championship Wrestling, which also became which also originally known as International Championship Wrestling. Started in '84, ended in '96. Yeah, because if I remember right, by that time, that's when they merged with uh, what was left of Memphis with Lawler. I think it was like 
the USWA, I think they merged it into. Yeah, because there were three headquarters, which is hilarious. Because one, one, the first headquarters was in Boston. Mm-hmm. Then they went to Parsippany, New Jersey. Hmm. And okay, then they, and interesting. They went to, yeah, and then they went to Florida. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm looking some. Yeah, look some of the early rosters, and let's see. I know uh, Butcher showed up. Um, Soli was doing voiceover for some of the tapes. Mm-hmm. Puerto Rican Championship was really down there. Rody showed up. Um, Mull- Blackjack Mulligan, mm-hmm. you know, and even yeah. and even Sel- Kevin Sullivan, who did who books on the shows too. Yeah, yeah, the Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little later than you guys. <laughs> Obviously, I said I'm a little younger than you guys. So I didn't start get get into wrestling until like '99, 2000. And obviously, yeah, that was my grandfather as well. And we only watched WWF, even though WCW, ECW was on at the time. We only watched WWF because my grandfather, he's been, you know, in the the Hudson County area of New Jersey since the, you know, the 50s or even Mm -hmm. 40s before that. So he was going to shows at the Jersey City Armory, uh, Madison Square Garden. Like he was going to, he was supporting this, or he was supporting the WWF since they were known as the Capital Wrestling Corporation. Ooh, so he's been wow. very loyal to that. Oh, that's um, and then then they and became then, WWF. Yep, Remember, and then WWF, w- and then WWE, and then that's when we got the infamous Black Box. So we were able to watch all the pay-per-views at that time oh, free. Yeah. Uh, yes. And not only that, so not only were we watching Raw and SmackDown together, we were also watching the early uh, NWA TNAs that yes. were Wednesday night on pay per views. Yes, like the like the Bash. I remember. Um, um it I know, was like I know the Bash was one of them. Oh, I don't remember if they had names. I just remember them as NWA TNA. Starcade, no, I also remember Starcade one point two. No, they didn't have Starcade. Uh, they then? had you know like Bound for Glory. Uh, Destination X. Oh, you were doing TNA. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about NWA I'm, TNA. I apologize. I went. For, I went further back. A little no, further yeah. Back. This is. Yeah, you're um, thinking uh, NWA WCW. Right back yeah. in those days, because he said or Black Box. My brain Mid said Crockett or yeah, uh, the Crockett uh, Jim Crockett, Crockett. promotions. Uh, mm-hmm. Mid Atlantic is what I meant. Yeah, Mid Atlantic. Right. Did you ever um, catch Smoky Mountain? I don't oh, think they were wrestling. part of the NWA. I've always, I've always heard so much about. I believe them. I they were. Soon. I believe Smoky Mountain was part of the NWA at one. Well, point. Well, I mean, weren't they? I think they were with NWA after uh, the breakup with WCW. Because weren't they like later? I don't remember them being around for like a long period of time. Let's see. But uh, but yeah, no, uh, we were watching NWA TNA. So it was like every Wednesday night, it'd be live from um, the Nashville Auditorium before oh, they wow. moved to Universal. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they apparently it was. You're right. It did. It was formed after leaving WCW with uh, you know Cornette. Yeah, but it only lasted for four years. Yeah, it wasn't that. It was wasn't long around because um, yeah. I remember they were strictly a territory. And right. a lot of their stars would just move on to other other places. Mm-hmm. Like a, I know they got not 
rated, but a lot of their talent eventually ended up going to W or ECW. Mm, like I know definitely. the gangsters, uh the thrill seekers, uh numerous talents that were at Smoky Mountain, especially in those early days, eventually oh. moved on to ECW. Oh god, yeah. I can both say... expresses were in Smoky Mountain at one point. Ali yeah. was there, Jericho was there. Candido, Storm, Al Snow, like whoa, and even fun air, Gun Jacobs. Oh yeah, yeah, Kane. yeah, yeah. Came. Do you know? Do you remember what his name was in Smoky Mountain Wrestling? That was when he was the uh, the Jolly Green Giant. Nope, nope. It was controversial. Unibomb. Oh, mm-hmm. Unibomb, yes. Concentrated okay. figure in the 90s. That's when that... I thought Unibomb was uh, Memphis. Mm. No, Smoky Mountain. Mm. Yeah, that's I, I've been watching that uh, show, WWE Most Wanted Treasures. Oh, yeah. That's and I'm catching stuff. up on season one right now. Mm-hmm. And one of the episodes they did was Undertaker and Kane. Yeah. They, they found his Unibomb ring gear wow had his, he had the unibomb ring gear he had cane mask number two yeah it wasn't number one i remember it was because like something that had to do with the stitchings yeah on the, the stitching and right the here. Paint job on it yeah that's amazing man they also he... found the betrayal urn oh that was the is. one that they were looking for the nice. one that Paul Bearer crowned the Undertaker with. Yeah. When he turned on Undertaker. You mean Kane then? No. He Paul Bearer turned on the Undertaker mm-hmm. against to, Mankind. Yeah, to team up oh, with Mankind. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can I, I say yeah, go ahead. that show, I'm not that big of a fan of that show. Like I like the artifacts and the history behind it. But like I, I don't like how they've kind of treat the people who own the memorabilia as like they're the bad guys for not selling it to WWE especially I didn't like the top uh, I didn't know this but um Top Dalla I think his name is yeah he's on Francis. the show yeah I didn't realize he was, were the, he was the host person. of the first season yeah mm-hmm. I didn't realize that so I'm like yo this guy's an asshole he's like like trying to guilt trip these people into low like giving them low ball offers I, I didn't like it but That's... the um the archivist, uh, Ben Brown. Ben Brown, yeah. Oh, I love watching his videos and like the mm-hmm. like when they ever do a uh, like a warehouse tour. I yeah. love that. He is so knowledgeable, man. Yeah. Right now, I'm I'm in the middle of watching the Andre the Giant episode, mm-hmm. and one of the key things that they're going after is Andre's passport. Whoa. How the hell are you going to find that? Somebody has it. Wow. Jeez. They're working on uh, working on the deal to get to it. I was watching... And this, um... and this is bring These episodes for, were from season one, so... Yeah. At least the, the one person that they're going to be bringing in to help them get the passport from this guy is the... Uh, is um Tim White. Whoa. Andre's oh, road yes, manager and best friend. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, um, I was watching, uh, I think it was like a warehouse tour, and they were showing off like the, the back brace that he was using towards the later end mm-hmm. of his career. You yeah. see how huge it is. Yeah, it is. It's wow. absolutely amazing. Yeah. And That's crazy. you know who they got leading the, the charge on the Andre episode? Hmm. Aside from AJ Francis? The two sure, biggest right? the two biggest wrestlers in WWE yeah. at the time. Big show and Mark Henry. Wow. I know um did they bring up in that episode, because I haven't watched it in a while, did they bring up the fact that um uh, in WCW show was billed as like Andre's son? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they brought that up. They actually they actually secured uh Big Show's singlet as a tribute to Andre to yeah, go yep. next to Andre's singlet. Yes, I remember that. So, uh-huh. and I, I watched actually a video um WWE actually produced a couple weeks ago, and they just went off like the entire history of like all the different like versions of the WWE championships, and like it's insane of some of the, like the quality of those championships, those early championships, mm-hmm. and just like some of the like the little known facts that. Um, he brings off like uh, yeah, that was just a wonderful video. Although I yeah. stopped watching after the undisputed title. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you, some of the titles that they had, some of the designs they had, were absolutely hideous. Oh yeah, the ti- oh, oh. titles. Yeah, the for the oh, WWF oh. title. The, Even uh, those, that early one with the um the one that Hogan won from Sheik, the, the green, green strap, yeah, the green strap with like all the little side, it it looks like the the twenty four seven championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that one is not a good looking one. But it was, it was more square as far as the belt itself goes, yeah. as far as the strap goes, and yeah. it, it had the one big gold plate in the center. Yeah. And a couple of little smaller gold plates on the side. Florida. You know, um, like he, they said in that video, between that belt and the winged eagle that Hogan eventually had later on, Hogan went through like four or five different designs for mm-hmm. that belt. Yeah. In the, Most in iconic the, is the one that's kind of goes like this. Yeah, yeah, with the all bottom. the different flags. Yeah, that's the that's the one you remember most with Hogan. Yeah, honestly, yes. And like that was the one I remember they made. They had to make a bigger version for Andre should he want it. Mm. Let me see. Yeah, they did. They made a, but even then, Andre would have just held it over his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. There's no way. I see here. I see this one here. That's the, you're right. That's the one I remember the most with the flags on the side. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. growing up because, like, I remember seeing uh, Hogan with the Wind Eagle, and I'm like, no, that's cursed. Like, yeah. that's not a real image. No, he had the Wind Eagle. Yeah, no, was, I remember, and that was the way they introduced it to set up the tournament for WrestleMania Four. Yes, when Andre, when Hogan got screwed in February of that year. On the Saturday Night's Main Event. Yep. By, mm-hmm. I believe it was Dave Hebner. 
Oh yeah, that's when the they introduced rest. Earl. Yeah, that's that's when they realized that they have two, they have twins as referees. Oh, Dave, they have Dave, Dave was the the heel, and Earl was the good, was the face. Wow, I remember that. I thought it was so the reverse. I. I thought Dave was the good and Earl no, was the... Dave was the heel. Mm. That was just so crazy saying that. You think about it. It's like the twins, like one's good, one's bad. Who can you, who do you trust? Yeah. How can yeah. you tell the difference? And that always started then, the, uh, the... As soon as Andre won the, ma the match, he surrendered the belt to Ted DiBiase. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then, of course, the kayfabe president, Jack Tunney, Oh, they God. takes the title and s sets up the tournament. I remember that. I remember Did he have that. a role in the company outside of like that on-screen role? I don't believe so. Okay. I don't, I don't remember, but no. I don't know. I don't think so. Like, as far as I know, he was just a head figure. But damn. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I think also remember wrestling, also my earliest memories I remember in regards to belts, because actually it's a two thing. I remember the first time I saw Santana and Valentine in a cage match where Santana had won, but Valentine had taken that belt, the Intercontinental belt at that time, and smashed it on, on the, on the uh, steel walls, you know, cage, mm -hmm. and just trashed oh, it. Was it the, um, the intercontinental title that um Pat had yeah like Pat Patterson yeah it looked like the or the was... one that Pedro Morales had had yeah the one that they then became the green the belt iconic the green one. strap yeah yeah, okay. it's green, yeah it was definitely green strap because I remember like like I you saw like the the main piece here in the middle yeah just limping explode off. yeah pretty much just, just explode off. yep and speaking of which. I just saw the uh, Brutus and Valentine episode too, oh. and they actually showed the clip of him s smashing the belt and then throwing it and hitting Tito in the face with it. <laughs> Ooh, Tito got such bad luck with the belt. I swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he, he got screwed so many times over the belts. It wasn't even funny. I know. It's like it, it, I mean, he, he had the Intercontinental belt, then he lost it to Savage. He had the tag team belts, and Martel walked out on him, and he got destroyed by demolition. Yes, I remember that one. The back, the swerve, and then of course, you know, he had the belt one from Valentine. Then Valentine said, "Screw you! I'm going to rip the belt apart." Yep. Yeah, I swear he had no luck in belts. And that's when they designed the the classic Intercontinental belt. Yeah, I remember that first one. I was like, I got a oh, question wow. for you guys. Ask away. Okay. So we were talking about. The you know our earliest memories. What was the first ever wrestling show you attended live? Oh, there's two. There's two memories for me because it's a little tricky. I'll mm -hmm. go with my first. So this was sometime in Madison Square Garden. I want to say eighty eight, mm -hmm. eighty seven, eighty eight, give or take. One of my older brother, and the only thing I can barely remember was the British Bulldog and one of the main events. Mm. And I remember that because I actually reached out and you know, you know, slapped him a high five, and you know, I hit his back. You know, and as a kid, I was just like, "Ow, his back was hard," you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, damn, this is real, you know. But that was, a, but it's like I said, it's a broken memory because I don't remember much else about that. I had a good seat, but I just don't remember mm -hmm. much. 
the first live show is going to be Jersey All Pro back in it was the, I want to say it's definitely 2000 it was in, it was actually in Sayerville <laughs> and I remember because the first time I saw Loki the, the one I've most was seeing Loki and then the hospitals doing the run at the end of the show mm, that's okay. what I remember so that was my first live show okay first live show I ever attended was a local production in Jersey City and it was run by a guy named Joe Napolitano. Mm. He was a wrestler. They, he was known as Smoking Joe. He had a, a whole uh no. He um, had a whole fireman's uh or that's smoking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he literally do you guys remember the helmets with the battery operated light on the top? Oh the gosh, fire helmets yeah, the kids yeah. wear with the battery operated light on top. Mm-hmm. He actually wore that to the ring. Oh, God. But I'll tell you, they pulled in some big names for that show. I saw at least three WWE Hall of Famers at that show. I think so. What year was this, you say? I saw JYD. Mm-hmm. This had to be... It had to uh, be 80s. I wouldn't say like maybe... It had it to be... 87... 86, 87. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it was at Dickinson High School. Oh, okay. Yeah, that hellhole. It was at Dickinson yeah. High School. <laughs> <laughs> and JYD was there. Mr. Wonderful was on the mm-hmm. card. And I believe uh, Greg Valentine was on the card. Okay. So like- three WWE Hall of Famers. On the show. Wow. And it was a great show. (laughs) The simple things. Yeah. So my first show um, ever I attended in person was a WWE house show 2006. Mm. It was maybe a couple of days after um, Christmas. You know, it was the the Christmas live shows. The holiday tour? Yeah, the loop that they do here. And... So we had gotten there right at the end of the first match, which I don't know who they faced, but all I know is Crime Time won. Mm. And, uh, yeah, there were several matches that night. Uh, I remember Kali did a segment with Maria Kanellis. Um, The three matches that I remember specifically, one was Jeff Hardy versus John Morrison with a it was a ladder match for the IC title. Mm-hmm. Um then the co-main event was Degeneration X and Ric Flair versus Rated RKO and Kenny Dykstra. Oh, and God. the main event was John Cena defeating Umaga in a match that was eerily similar to their Royal Rumble match. I think they were just practicing it for the Royal Rumble. But um, but yeah, no, I remember it being eerily similar to that match. Very possible. Very possible. It's very possible. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's a good idea. Some of the house shows where they demonstrate, where they basically try out a couple of things, and they get enough reaction, they'll just yeah. incorporate to the main events. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. I, I speaking about that, I remember uh, one time it was me and uh, Brain. We went to a 
NXT house show in Tom's River the night before the NXT TakeOver Philly show. Yes. And Whoa. One of the matches on the card was Red Dragon versus Authors of Pain. And I remember that match being spot for spot the same as their uh their takeover match, with the exception <laughs> of like a little finish change. But Yo, more no, or less the match was exactly sweet. the same. Mm-hmm. And that was that. the you also remember where you got me yelled at by Bobby Fish? Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Fish is walking up because we had aisle seats. So we were right on that oh. aisle, and um, Bobby Fish is walking up the ra- uh the the ramp, and Brain goes, "You suck, Bobby!" And he turns around and he sees me clapping for him, and he cl- he says, "My beard is stupid." And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm supporting you." <laughs> like, no, you weren't. <laughs> and I was and of like course, we also we also too. ran into our buddy Eddie at the show. Yes, yes, we did. And you were also able to get a pick with Carrie Sane and Johnny Gargano. No, I didn't get Carrie Sane. I got Johnny Gargano though. But I thought you just know, as I yeah, took... I thought you got Carrie. No, I didn't get Carrie. Then who'd you get? Johnny. Besides Johnny. That was it. Oh wait, no, I remember. And just as I took the picture, somebody bumped me and it got came out all blurry. Yeah. He was holding my intercontinental belt. I also remember somebody you tried to get Kari. But the picture got corrupted or something. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So you like you did try to get a picture with her. Yeah. And, like you did pose together with her, but uh, something happened to the picture. I remember that. Yeah. Damn. It came out so blurry you couldn't even see who it was. Yes. Uh, yes. At least with the Johnny Gargano one, remember, you could actually yeah. tell it's him. Yeah. And the problem was back then you wouldn't you didn't have too much technology to really unblur that. Now yeah. you can, but yeah, it's like it's still a pain. Those were tough times five years ago. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely unacceptable. The okay. amount of yep. the lack of technology back then. <laughs> I'm going further back because I was remembering with with JBW doing uh doing pictures on a floppy disk, and I showed a couple of people, and they became photographers that way. I just shake my head like yeah. I'm always showing people shit yeah. like this. <laughs> You know, but I'm glad they took it and ran with it instead of just took it and then doing nothing with it. That's actually a yeah. good thing. Speaking yeah. of Jersey All Pro, we had some great times going to those shows. Oh God, yes. I wish I could have been on those early shows, man. Oh man, yeah. I'll tell you one of the best matches I ever saw was on the undercard of the 19th anniversary show, and it was uh. Matt Seidel mm-hmm. against AJ Styles. Mm. Wow. 19. Or no, 18, I'm sorry. 18th yeah. anniversary show. No, yeah, because I wasn't able to see that one. That was a great, great match. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's a match that headlined an ROH show that during that time. Mm-hmm. And to throw that, that on the undercard? Was AJ uh IWGP champ at the time? He might have been. I think he was at the time. He also had the yeah. short hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't have the soccer mom look. Yeah. <laughs> That's when he was starting to have it. Like he was starting to grow it out. Yeah. Um but yeah, the main no. event on that show was 
Loki versus Rey Mysterio. Ooh. Ooh. That's a very big matchup. Yes, it was. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just looking at some of the past episodes here, some past of, of, of shows I've watched, I've watched. I gotta say, thank goodness for WB slash Peacock and whatnot, just for getting mm-hmm. our hands on some of these old shows. So we yeah, can take definitely. a look at them, you know, study and look at them and see what worked, what didn't work, and just said, what the f were they smoking? <laughs> yeah, that's the way to put it. Because wrestling was a much different animal back oh, then. God, yeah, like yeah. you didn't have to make a high flying crazy stuff. That was over in Japan. You didn't really have to, you had some of the brutality, like not this brutality that was coming later with the old, with the ECW and even with the big Japan stuff that's that was coming later. You just had pretty much simple, good old fashioned slobber knocking fists and yep. slams. Oh, yeah. And, and then nice, the strange rules, nice good like, old fashioned Pier Six brawl. Yeah, but this, but the thing I never liked was the strange rules of. You throw him over the top rope, you get disqualified. I was like, oh yeah, the, the WCW hell? rule. I hated that rule. I hated, I hated that. that rule too. That was an old school rule, yeah, from like uh, the territorial days. Yeah, that was just ridiculously garbage. I booed my TV so many times. Yeah, I know, really. <laughs> Got to throw him between the ropes, otherwise you get disqualified. And then he took his little shot like over the top rope. Like, oh, he did it on purpose. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> and then like, um, like one thing I don't understand. Like now, I I don't understand why now why they uh, still do it, but the top rope, the the wrestlers start counting to get them down. It's like everybody goes to the top rope now nowadays. That rule is no longer in fact. It's yeah, I know. Still isn't isn't at the same time. It's yeah. It's like weird because there were like, times I've seen them go to the top rope and they still had to count. And even though you had some guy had a high, I don't say high flyers, but the guys who had their body presses as finishers. Yeah. You know, they still counted. It's like, it's remember, it's only valid when the script calls for it. Yes. Yep. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that kind All of right, guys. Is... So next next week, our season finale. Yep. Yes. Season one. We made we, it. We take a look back at our favorite production, our favorite promotion that we've all enjoyed over the years, Jersey All Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Props to them for a lot of things. Yeah. They put on some absolutely epically banging shows. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. amazing that some of the buildings they participated in are still standing. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, they the turn- the well, one they turn- is the Jersey, the rec center, the Rawway rec center. Mm. Man, yep. s- some of the pops that came out of that building, it's amazing that it's still standing. Boom. You know, Jersey Old Pro launched the careers of so many talent. Yes, oh, indeed. We saw a lot of talent coming in there. Oh, yeah. my God. And to see him on TV was just, oof, you know. Yeah, to see him on TV now. Like, even yep. like one name I'll bring up is very more recent is uh, Keith Lee. Mm. Right. He came to Jersey Old Pro. I helped him out on a, uh, uh, a autograph line. And he shook my hand. It was a total professional. And to see him on TV mm-hmm. now, like, just showing the world how good he is, yeah. it, it, it warms your heart. He's very good for a big man. He's very agile. Very good for a wrestler, let alone being a big man and all yeah. that. And I'll throw another name out there, too, real quick. Um, Jay Lethal. I used to give him, yes. him rights to Elizabeth oh, a few please. times. 
Jay Lethal is one of the stalwarts of Jersey All Pro. Yes, oh. I remember one of his first times in the in the school when he was training. Mm-hmm. School I knew that kid. Yeah, we'll call it school. <laughs> school. But it was still well, no, it was a school. Yeah, it's still training though. Regardless, I saw yep. him take the training. I saw him take it seriously, and I was like, I, I was like, dude, this kid's yes. gonna go far. I knew from yes. right yeah. And especially because it was the uh, their version of tough enough. Yes. Yes, indeed. Indeed. So to elaborate further on more memories, John, please, brain, please do so. The uh, one of the best guys that come out of Jersey All Pro, definitely, has to be uh, Loki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been he's been all over the world. Yes, oh, he yeah. has. Another uh, one, hell. homicide. Homicide for sure. Um. Yeah, one name I could bring up to help launch his career after uh, being released from a developmental deal, Kenny Omega. Yes, the stuff he was doing in Jersey All Pro, maybe Mm -hmm. doesn't get him signed in Japan. Exactly, definitely. So let's wrap this up. Yeah, one of us is going to definitely have to keep the roster up next week so we could talk about yes. all the guys who came through Jersey. Well, yeah, we're going to need like a Hall of Fame list at this point. <laughs> but who do we have then? What, how are we going to do this real quick? Uh, I believe we're going to have Kane Angel. Uh, we're going to try and get Magic back on the show again. And I'm trying to get Jeff and Larry Legend. Nice. I'm working on all, all four of them to get them on the show. All right. Well, definitely. Next, whether we have them on the show or not, we have plenty of memories to talk about with Jersey All Pro. Indeed, even some stuff to sort through. Yes, indeed. All right, then. So to wrap this up, we will definitely catch you guys next Thursday for our special anniversary. Till then, too sweet. Too sweet.